0: Monday Night Raw, podcast from the shadows, it's Blake doing the damn thing, WWE, it's a good job, was we at, was it, a Rough Arena, out in uh, the University of Kentucky last night, uh, fun crowd, seemed like they were conserving their energy, but I mean, just trying to pay attention to the flow of the show, it was some parts, where it was like, okay, we're gonna, like, the way they would having the crowd conserve the energy last night, you know especially with the way some of the segments played out I've gotten an overall uh, a, a, a positive impression from you know some aspects of the internet wrestling community in the WWE universe with this build toward the rumble as far as this show goes it was it seemed like it's pretty good so um I mean, I enjoyed the show. I don't watch for the same reasons as everyone else. I'm watching for, you know, the entertainment value in the product and the production value, but whatever. Anyway, I believe the night opens up. Had Randy come out, uh, you know, cut his promo. Very good. Right now, I'm liking the way Randy, this direction that Randy's in. I think it's been a little while, you know, that we've just been seeing Randy on a real positive trajectory. Maybe since his uh, since the championship uh, you know, rivalry between him and Kofi some months ago was uh, well, let's just say last decade, <laughs> it was uh, it was good to see his character you know developing, and then, and then him and Ricochet, and now him and AJ, and it's like going on, so it's like very, very good stuff. You know, Randy has a he's he just seems reinvigorated each and every time he gets out there and he's you know in these good character roles, so he cuts promo. AJ comes out, cuts promo, and, I mean, I believe they both make a reference to the Royal Rumble match, you know, and this is big, because Randy's won twice, AJ hasn't necessarily won a Rumble match, but he does have, in my opinion, one of the top five, you know, uh, debuts of the last decade, where he came in at number three in the Rumble, you know, against Roman, it was priceless, just the entire sequence, and I don't even think it, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it too much, we all know the cameras were roaming for way too long, but now that moment is like truly iconic, especially with just the way the crowd was, it really had a great element of surprise to it, it's fun stuff, anyway, uh they make a reference to the Rumble, and this brings out Drew McIntyre, and boy, oh boy, I must say, I am highly impressed with with what Drew McIntyre is bringing to the table As a babyface It seems like he has that Oscar energy Backslash that Miz energy You know, uh, no wonder uh, But uh, The crowd seemed like They've been wanting to cheer for him You know we've been pro Drew McIntyre On this side for a while You know, pretty much the whole time I've been saying he's got the size He's got the look He's got the skill in the ring He's agile He's He, he clearly has the the microphone control and from what it sounded like last night he had a bit of the crowd control with him also so uh you know we've just been waiting for him and now we're gonna see well apparently we're seeing what they you know what, what he's gonna what he's gonna be able to bring to the table on a, a weekly basis as a baby face you know he's a pretty good heel but i mean he survived that that storm either way what is the guy I've quoted as the chosen one he went in there and uh Made a triple threat match Between him, Randy, and AJ A very fun triple threat match at that It was heavy hits It didn't go too long But I will say that That's not Like personally That's exactly what we would need It's a Raw You get a big match You get big names in the match I mean I want to say newer faces But I mean Just the triple threat element Is what made this match uh, That much more compelling to watch In my opinion And Drew being hey now relax everybody the wild card in this match definitely was uh just something that the match needed to really uh spice up the the AJ and Randy rivalry because we already still like that but either way that closing Claymore I don't even want to call it out of nowhere it was a little bit of you know mispositioning if we really trying to be too critical but being able to change your angle and, in the middle way, while you charging that move up, because it is, you know, one of the most devastating moves, that most devastating looking. You know, it has a great sound to it. We all know how that works, but it's like, man, it just has a cool name, all of it. So it's, uh, you know, Drew McIntyre went out there and he did his thing. He looked real good and he came up with the victory. And AJ looked like a bet, you know, taking the pin. I'm not really one that goes and adds and subtracts points with that, especially in situations like a triple threat match. But if we want Randy to continue looking strong, that was the way to do it, you know, by that logic. And, I mean, AJ didn't look bad at all. And it was one of those type nights, in my opinion, where even though superstars did lose because it's that's how it works, they still all looked very strong and will continue, you know, uh, delving into that as uh, we get through the rest of the show, but all in all, that was a good opening segment. I had a, uh, I had a good time watching it. It was, it was fun to see the match come about, and it was good to see all three of those guys get in there and do their thing. It was good stuff. Uh, next up, Ricochet took on Mojo Raleigh and uh, won. I mean, standard match. I think it was good to, if we, we trying to get as many people on the show as possible. You know, what, isn't it, is it Ricochet from, like, Kentucky or something like that? So, it's like, yeah, let's get him out there in front of his home hometown crowd. Not hometown, but, you know, his, his crowd. And, you know, get him in there with somebody that he, I, I don't want to say would definitely beat. But someone that could give him somewhat of a fight, but we know he'd inevitably, inevitably win against. Which would be Mojo Raleigh. So, it was good. I thought it was a, you know, fun match just to show off a little bit of Mojo's power. Some of his speed. And, um... You know, just show off what Ricochet could do in general. We still, we see that, uh, obviously, you know, superstars that aren't utilized very much need some form of improvement. And we also, see that Mojo, I, I'm going to say this. Mojo seems like he's still a little too stiff. Now, big guys move around different. I get that. But when we got guys like MF and Keith Lee over on the NXT side, we got guys like, uh, man, I don't want to say his name right, Dominic Djokovic. You know, on the NXT side. And that's just a really, really easy, you know, that's an easy comparison to make. But when we got guys like that doing things that they're doing, there is no reason why Mojo can't show off in the same fashion. I don't know. Maybe it's injuries or other stuff like that. Like, I'm not sure. I'm not even coming down on Mojo. I'm just saying, you know, we got superstars and everybody wants to see new superstars made and created. Fuck, pardon me, folks. Excuse me. I apologize. Anyway, but yeah, when uh, pardon me, uh, dealing with some of these nasties again. But anyway, uh, I I, I believe that Mojo does have that inside of him. You know, his the hype is fair. <laughs> you know, like now, we won't forget the hype, Mojo. You know, but at the same time, with this new character direction he's in, uh, we want to see well the physical from Mojo. Now if he's just supposed to be handsome, talent, and all right. Maybe I'm just asking too much, but to make a match with Ricochet that much more interesting, you have to make it like you're gonna win more often. So I mean, it's, 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 I see more out there. I'm not just scrapping anything like that. But anyway, it was uh, it was for the most part a good matchup. Oh, part of me now into the next we got uh, Charlotte taking on Sarah Logan. Now we all know that Shavazzard has been on a little bit of a tear. When it comes to Sarah Logan picking up the, you know, overall tall standings, and we have her last week taking on Sarah Logan, and it, well, the match never really got started. But Sarah, in my opinion, looked resilient. We got the same bit last night, and I thought it looked. I thought it went well. I thought it went the way it was supposed to go. I feel like Sarah Logan did not look weak at all. I, she has a great new theme song. <laughs> you know, and and that fits, you know. So uh take time, they know more than I do, but I would wanna see what Sarah Logan has on promo. That's but it may be a little too early for that. You know, it may be a little too early to see uh what Sarah has on promo, but I don't know. We we'll, we'll see how, you know, the storylines can maybe open up for, you know, something with Sarah Logan, but my same uh I, my same sentiment stands from with Mojo. Like if if Sarah's gonna be going into a promo with a program, part of me with Charlotte, then we have to make it look like Sarah Logan's gonna win. Now we know they could scrap, and that is that's fun to me. Some people call that stuff sloppy. I couldn't disagree more. That stuff, that's like like this is sports entertainment. At the end of the day, football is a contact sport. These guys are grappling and doing all that for a little bit of time. WWE is definitely. Uh, 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 they, I, you can definitely say there's a form of pageant, pageantry to the way they give off the moves, you know. But at the same time, it, you could totally see that. You, you notice when they're actually using, like, their, their muscles. So, Sarah Logan and Charlotte had their moments. Sarah Logan is the first one i actually seen take it to Charlotte like that since I would say maybe Natty or uh, Ronda Rousey. You know, whenever uh, Rhonda decides to come home because she's so busy, and then we understand. But either way, it's uh, it, Sarah Logan didn't look bad. You know, Charlotte picked up the win, of course, and um. It's very fun. It's always fun to see Charlotte in the ring doing, doing her thing, and you know, being like Miss Prissy Queen. Hold the ropes. Get my robe. Even if she got to yell at the ref two, three times. I mean, the ref should be paying attention. Hold the ropes for the lady, goddamn. But I mean, it's all in fun character development and stuff like that. So right now, the way Charlotte is going, I'm definitely enjoying that. And um, yeah, we. It it was a good segment, all in all. So. Who do we have next coming up? All right. So apparently uh, Brock Lesnar was live. He come out with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, you know, cutting his promo. I'm not going to call this with a standard Brock promo, but off top, it's just, uh, it's fleeting in the moment. I don't want to say you hear one, you hear them all, because, I mean, we this is really interesting with Brock going into number one. The championship may not be on the line, but, I mean, Heyman calling out that new body is uh worthy of you know taking on brock so this is why brock is going in for the challenge or some such like that oh and he just starts oh my goodness he just starts talking about how he his promos and his spoilers you know and i mean i've been saying this for a while but to have this actually written in to wwe program and it's like um Let's be careful. I want to say every spoiler that Damon has dropped has been a thing. But, you know, so much craziness that happens. But either way, I would definitely say if it's not 100%, it's probably 97% of the time. Paul Heyman says something going down, it's going down. Executive direction aside, (laughs) you know, but uh, I get a kick out of Brock being champion. I know that's not really a popular opinion, you know, but it's... uh, He's the champion. He's the champion for a reason. He obviously can combat very well. And, uh, I mean, it's not like he's showing us everything that he is capable of each time he goes in there. From an inside-the-storyline standpoint, he's only given what people could take. And people can't take. Hold on! Because then our truth comes out. And, I mean... uh, 24 7 champion, yay! Uh, setting records, joy, uh, coming out, interrupting random promos with the champion. This man is a troll, it's his championship at the end of the day. You know what I mean, like, like you wanted to have prestige, but then you want to make another championship a joke championship. I'm not being critical at all. I'm just saying, when you take something serious and then you got those elements of, like, hey, remember your sense of humor, kid. Oh, <laughs> you know what Like, all right, whatever, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, but, no, it was uh, elements of that segment that, uh, well, of r true's promo that did make me chuckle. And, you know, as I sat <sighs> dealing with that trolling, I I had to think, you know, I, I pay attention to Brock laughing, and it's like, you know, I could only hope that, you know, the champion would find this funny. You know, the guy that's basically at the top of the food chain, if you will, if he finds what all truth is doing as some form of amusing and comical, that's all you could really hope for. We all know that Brock Lesnar could have destroyed R-Truth way faster decided not to either way uh our truth talking about he gonna jump in the rumble he gets it mixed up because he's thinking heyman's going in and it's like nah <laughs> so then he jumps out of the rumble that was pretty funny you know and it's it's other small elements that were like you know chuckleable i'm not gonna try to rate this segment because no i'm not i, I don't want to i don't want to score one to ten it was it was okay It wasn't like the greatest, but at the same time, if we actually are going through comparison and such like that, uh, people have said that they're not a fan of the 24 7 segments in the ring, in the stadium, was going on, or at least in the ring's vicinity. This time around, it was pretty okay. It was comical, had people watching. I don't know if it's gonna draw like the millions of viewers. I mean it will draw a large amount and I know it's gotten a number, a, a, a fair amount of attention from you know the WWE universe because how often do you see your champion the beast reigning defending undisputed heavyweight champion of the world I'm not doing it let let Jerry the King Lawler do his do the Brock Lesnar thing cuz he was really trying to go in on all of that last night but um yeah let's champion Brock Lesnar uh, you know, if you don't see him laughing like that. So if he was, if he found that entertaining, he thought it was funny at moments, hey, why not? I mean, yeah, whatever, man. Either way, uh, anything else? Uh, got any questions? It's our truth. Could have just left the ring. Nah, what's up? It does a little split, a little stick, And, uh,. Brock Lesnar come through with the heavy lariato and F5 Force troubles. Good job. I'm not mad at that at all. And as Truth is going back up the ramp, after the commercial break, apparently, he catches a boot to the face from oh, Mojo Rawley. So now Mojo's your new 24-7 champion. Yay. Uh, Was two-time, three-time? I don't even know, but I mean maybe the 24/7 championship will start getting a storyline as far as WWE television is concerned i kind of knew going in that it would take some time for this 24/7 championship thing to actually stick with members of the WWE universe so i was i went in prepared for some form of boredom with it and i mean it's it's the it's a watered down hardcore championship like come on man like I don't want to, I think hardcore is against the rules to say right now. So, I, eh, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not, it's supposed to be jokes, right? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna focus on working on my sense of humor. You know, like, they are fans that take this shit so seriously and have everything under the sun to say about the product they are so mad and upset about continuity and what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. And I try my best to be an optimist. I try to see past all of that nonsense because what's the point of being mad at some parts of what you can't control? But, uh, like, you, the people want, you know, something they can latch on to, you know? I'm not saying 24-7 ain't something That they on onto I'm just saying that uh, It just takes some time <laughs> You know And I mean people have warmed to it For the most part seemingly And I'm not mad at it But whatever Either way that was that segment We gave that way more than enough shine But it's the championship We talking about And I'm talking about the World Heavyweight Championship Stop playing with me Whatever though Bobby Lashley finally goes at it with Rusev after all of these weeks of building. We had Liv on the microphone backstage last week talking about she was going to be in Rusev's corner because Lana was going to be in Lashley's corner, obviously. And um, yeah, had a cool little promo between Lashley and Lana. Lashley being this dickhead heel, it's something about it. And then he does this stupid little smile with the shades and the suit jacket and all that. Like it's like you know what? We see you, Bobby Lashley. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. Because it's a, uh, it, it's it, it. I'm. We've all been waiting for something from Bobby Lashley because we all know he's capable in the ring. Can he cut like a good enough promo? Some people have the you know hyper criticisms of him, but it's like you know this is a storyline and it's not. It didn't start off the greatest, no. But it has totally uh, captured the minds of, you know, aspects of the WWE universe. So, they're in there. They're doing the thing, Rusev Seven Lashley. They're going at it. And um, after some time, out comes Liv Morgan to confront Lana. And boy, oh boy. Just the... I mean, first of all, fashionable lateness. I'm not even... Gonna go past that point. But fashionable lateness, Liv was the last to arrive, lol, and um goes on, confronts Lana, Lana grabs a drink from a member of the WW Universe's hands. Who? What? Why? What? Why why you gotta waste a drink for that shit had to cost at least about seven, eight dollars. This is silly jokes, but I'm saying though. Either way, she throws this drink in uh, Liv's face. Liv Morgan is soaked. I don't know if she took another drink and poured it on herself. I don't know if velana got, like, that was, that was great. It was just, like, she's soaked. How did she get that much soda on her? And, like, it didn't even, it looked like it splashed everywhere else but Liv Morgan. But either way, we saw that. That was good. It was, uh, you know, fun. This led to the, you know, victory for Lashley. Whatever uh, This will go on Apparently we're gonna get the mixed m- uh, Mixed tag match Next week Between the four of them So it's gonna be real good to see uh, Liv back in the ring I hope she's improved I hope she has a new theme song That's not me attempting to be obnoxious it's me just wishfully thinking And hoping for uh, You know th- th- This character to be For the internet wrestling community salvaged in whichever way it can, because, oh, Liv Morgan was ruined, her her debut, her coming back, her giant party, like, oh, man, look, it is what it is, shouts to Liv, Svaja, I'm so glad that she's back, and we can't wait to see what she got in the ring, we know she's got skills, I wanna see if Lana got any skills, if she's, uh, stepped up any, uh, you know, of the capabilities from the end ring. We know she could get scrappy from years ago, but I mean, I would like to personally see if, uh, why can we say this? I want to see if she has worked on any of the three elements or is she just going to be that, I'm going to get my ass kicked hot blonde character. I don't know, but we'll see what we get in, uh, what? In, in a couple of days, next week's Raw. Uh, so, with that, next segment, tag champions, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, uh, issue an open challenge, and it was answered by the Bollywood Boys, which was, uh, <laughs> you know, a comical in and of itself. Oh, wait, now, hold on. Oh. All right, so it was comical in and of itself, you know, these guys. It's like anytime you hear these guys' music, it's a cameo appearance. It's, I don't know what to call it. If you're paying attention to uh, 205 Live and, you know, the NXT product and Raw SmackDown. If you've been watching for a little while, I you know the Bollywood Boys have been uh, a comic relief duo for a while now. But it is, like, they've got the energy, man like they've got it so we're just gonna see how they continue to uh develop those two as this uh, hilariously surprising tag team at times i don't know how much they're gonna take to what a entire ww universe is gonna take to them but as far as i'm concerned it's it's always a good laugh briefly briefly <laughs> because it's still like, oh my God! Look, this is this is trolling again. <laughs> you know, but whatever, whatever. Like, I'm I, I like what they got in the ring. I like the energy they have. They both are quick, and they they. It's it's you know it could be multicultural. Yeah, you know, like just like WWE likes to do things. So whatever, I'm I'm all right with it. Obviously, the Viking Raiders destroyed these guys, and um, yeah, that was that tag team segment. Becky and Oscar are uh, to go in at it one on one at the Rumble. Contract signing on this evening, they're saying, and. It was okay Becky went out there Didn't have no words What is this Becky has no confidence Storyline I thought it was okay I'm still thinking It's alright um, Becky's been on a roll Whatever Whatever role they're giving her She's knocking it out the park Last night was no different I'm not mad At this direction In the character It makes sense Because Oscar has beaten Becky before and Becky's really never being Oscar that we can re- recall so it's like huh but well, you know what it's like a proper respect for Oscar which is which is which is fine like that's that's good you know like that's really good actually uh, it takes a little while for me to think about these things sometimes but all in all uh, Becky and Oscar going at it is something that people definitely want to see and uh Oscar comes out. She's doing her Oscar thing. She's talking all over the microphone. Shouts to Kyrie Saint for being allowed back in the ring. I mean, I guess the segment wasn't going to get too physical anyway, so it's like no problem. We don't know if she's injured. We don't know if she's not. We believe she did sustain some sort of injury back at the, uh, what was that, TLC match? But hopefully... Uh, she's okay. Either way, she was allowed to come on TV and get some Sean real fast, so it was definitely good to, you know, have that, you know, optimism there for her, like, all right, hope she's good, hope she's good, you know, and uh, Oscar did a thing, very funny stuff. (laughs) Kyrie was (laughs) messing, Kyrie was bothering Becky with the damn umbrella, which was too much. Becky snatches the umbrella and just throws it out the... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, it's just good stuff sometimes, just silliness, but that was cool, and uh, what do we get with these guys? Uh, oh, Asuka comes out, she talks all of her Japanese-ish on the microphone to Becky, and gets the contract signed. As soon as Becky looks like she's about to get up and say something, there goes the Green Mist. Damn. Her eyes were burning. Now, we don't know if her eyes were actually burning. But get this. The way she sold it was beautiful. And the way, you know, everybody tended to it with the the water and the eyes. And she's talking all blinded. And that part, that was where she really began to show us that she's going to school for this stuff. You know, so very good from Becky. Very, very good. We got people into it. The the form of sympathy is there. I enjoyed that. I thought it was a good segment, and definitely has me excited to see what they got. Please, I want Becky to win, but I don't want Oscar to lose. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, whatever direction this goes is whatever direction it goes, and I think it's obvious where the win might go. But we are just oh, at the by the time we get to the rumble a week for Sunday, streaming live on the WWE network. It's going to be what just just, just starting the road to Wrestlemania, so you don't know what could happen, we still got, I think maybe one or two pay-per-views in between that, so you never know this. this could actually just be the start of their little rivalry for real, heading into Mania, which could culminate in a huge moment we don't know, the Rumble does share a lot of things, we know uh, Baszler is, you know, lurking somewhere, somewhere so, uh you do know how that's gonna go, but either way, it was a good segment from Becky and Oscar along with Kyrie Saint. Uh Alice the Black, Buddy Murphy, three. Uh I, I have my way I would have went about it, and I shared it last uh week. But this is fine, you know. Trilogy, three matches. Are they going to have a bigger... Are they going to have a fourth win? I don't know. But either way, they have a pretty all right match. Now people are starting to soul, it spoil on the idea that, Oh, we've seen it. Oh, it wasn't as good as the first two. All right, critics. Calm down. Because there was a major story being told there. And it was awesome. So, uh... Alexa Black picks up the win on Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's trying to cheat to win... You clearly see Alistair Black has a lot more experience, you know, as far as inside the storyline goes. Alistair Black has a lot more experience than Buddy Murphy. He's a lot more aware of, you know, certain situations. And Buddy Murphy could just fight real good. He has great potential. Again, inside the storyline. If I start talking about these guys outside the storyline, we'll be here for the rest of the day. I think everyone feels that way about these two. And this is why we've, I don't want to say tolerated three matches, From them, but it's just like this this is what we're looking for out of all of our WWE superstars. Not necessarily gonna get that, and that's obvious at this point, but it is great and refreshing to be able to see these guys go at it the way they do. Even if they're taking on the other superstars, both of them have the ability to make the other superstar look good. Buddy Murphy has been on a constant, upward trajectory, pardon me, since he started this rivalry with Alex the Black. Alex the Black's probably the best thing that happened to Buddy Murphy thus far. And I'm talking since he's debuted on the main roster. The only thing that was better than this was Roman kicking his ass. Now, I'm not a huge part of my PG on Buddy Murphy getting his ass kicked, neither. Even though that is a definite element, it's like Okay, we all know that he is so capable of great offense. So you put him in there with someone you know he's more than likely gonna beat, and he's going to win. That's that's the energy buddy Murphy gives off, in my opinion. Now, him and Aleister Black have definitely worked magic these past couple of well, these past three matches. It was nothing short of the same thing this time around. Oh but wait! The referee botched the pin count at the end of the match, which left an unsatisfying uh, aftertaste on our palates regarding this already almost stale rivalry. Shut up. Because at the end of the day, it looked like Buddy Murphy kicked. Oh, the black mass is supposed to be one of the most protected moves. It is. Buddy Murphy hit a second one on him. Now he's done. I'm not Buddy Murphy, pardon me. I was still hit him with a second one. Buddy Murphy was down for the count. Now, if the referee made a mistake, it ain't nothing compared to the types of mistakes I've been hearing about all the way on the other side of the battlegrounds. As far as I'm concerned, the the officials sometimes in their mishaps for more storyline. If the WWE decides to go this route with oh he kicked out the black mask before or whatever. Okay, but I honestly think that I would have like a maybe 25% chance of working because of how slow mo it was. They, the angle they showed us. God damn it. <laughs> that shit then you see him kick out. Then you see him kick out King Big Joe. Cut it out. Cause we couldn't see nothing. Or was he something like that? Either way, one of them called it like I mean it was fine. I'm not even trying to come down on that. It's just like look. <laughs> It was a slow motion kick out that could be argued as him just trying to raise his legs up. All we seen was his tailbone raise off the mat, not one of the shoulders. I'm not buying it till we get a better angle, but either way, I'm not mad at it at all. It's how it went, it was fine. The black mask doesn't look any worse. Buddy Murphy looks extremely strong in defeat still. Eat, and we'll get to that, but uh, yeah, all in all, it was a good match, fun segment, Alistair celebrating, uh, <laughs> pardon me, Alistair's celebrating, and Buddy Murphy is outside, and he's just on the barricade, sat down, and uh, let's use the word distraught, over the loss, good stuff. He looked good being like that. You know, like and I mean, like what is it going to take to beat this guy? We get that every so often from uh from our superstars throughout the matches. Like, okay. Oh my god, how did this person kick out and then the superstar will have a face that they put on or something like that. Like what's it going to take? Buddy Murphy had that for the rest of the evening. Because next, we get into Eric Rowan taking on Unlocale from somewhere in Kentucky, I assume. And um, good stuff. It was funny. Now, all of a sudden, Rowan wants people to see what's in the cage. He almost lifts up the little oh goodness, little, little, little knapsack, lifts up the, the little blanket, covering it, Whatever. And I mean, he's trying to look inside. He's trying to show his competitor what's inside. The competitor is running away. This is a hilarious switch from him not wanting anybody to see what's inside. What is it the burlap sack that he's carrying around. I mean, I'm still not still not huge on it, whatever, but it is it's a comical addition. To what is already just... ai uh, don't even know what to say. Like, it's just already wherever it's at. Like, throw that whole segment in rice, yo. Like, I don't... I'm not against it because it gives Rowan some character. And this is totally a slow burn if I ever seen one. So we're just gonna let this continue. Eric Rowan puts his hand inside the thing. I guess to show everybody, and it bites him. What is it? Mercy the buzzard? I, what? Don't get me started. Is it... Is it a snapping turtle? What? What, what is it? Uh, um, uh, I, I'm gonna keep going. What is it? A vampire bat? What is it? What is it? And, uh, is it a? Is it an evil squirrel? What? What? I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll find out though eventually. What? 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 Mania next year, events Come on, man. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, it was all right. Whatever. Rowan picked up the victory beat up un locale locale, uh, didn't even get his name and that was that was enough on that meanwhile buddy murphy is still sitting outside along the barricade distraught over uh his three back-to-back-to-back losses to alistair black i mean i guess he was he was trying to fade back in because he definitely faded the black for a moment, a couple of times throughout uh, the rest of the show. However, many more times WWE blacked out in the actual venue. Yeah, Buddy Murphy did not move <laughs> because he was just so a part of that. I guess he wanted to really feel that fade the blackness. I don't know. Whatever. This is all silly jokes. So throughout the night, a fist fight was being promoted. Uh, an actual fist fight for the first time ever on WWE television, nationally broadcast across the world, too, in a million languages and <laughs> over 3000 countries. I'm, I'm still I'm just I need to stop joking now and get to this so we can finish this up. Uh, they're, they're promoting a fist fight. I've never seen a fist fight on WWE television. If it's a fist fight, then what are the matches? sports entertainment bouts. I don't even know what to call it. I'm not even mad at it. It's like, you know what? If they want to call this a fist fight, call it a fist fight. Let's jump straight to it. I was wondering because it's like, all right, this night ends usually at 11 p.m. Are we going to have some form of overrun? Or is this fist fight just going to be like is this going to be a boxing match? Like are they going to what's going to happen? Is this just a no disqualification match? But you know, you don't want to start watering it down too too much because it's been promoted as the main event. Big Show KO and Samoa Joe and uh, taking on Seth in the AOP. Not bad. Everyone on the internet is calling them the Architects of Pain, but WWE has not outwardly written into their script the Architects of Pain, so we will continue to call them Seth Rollins and the AOP. I'm going to call that now because initially I said, DTA, Seth, DTA. These guys can definitely seem like they on your side, and I would like for them to be on their side, well, on Seth's side because... The Monday Night Messiah thing? Oh my god, this Oh my goodness. Like what? You know what? Let's just keep going. Uh how are they gonna get all of these entrances out the way? No no no. Big show comes out first, that's good. Seth and the AOP come out and attacking from behind. This is good. All out brawling sues once KO and Joe get in the mix. This is great. Kendo sticks, hard shots, table spot table comes out from under the ring this is all real quick and it's like well we all know that this is we don't have that much time left on the clock but at the same time this is what a main event is supposed to feel like. You can't water it down. You can't have it happen too often. But when you get these guys coming out, then they straight to the brawl. These are popular names. It is definitely one of the more well-known names in Big Show. Pause. Samoa Joe and KO. A word of wisdom from one who has been paying attention to the product for not as long as you two. Sasha, let them know. DTA on Big Show. Because apparently... He's turned heel and face more times than The Big Show. Now let's continue because, uh, man, highlight one of the biggest moves of the night. I would say top three of the eve. KO probably being the second. I think it was Ricochet or somebody that maybe even Miz was. I don't even. Nah, not Miz because that's that smack. Somebody slid down that ramp before after taking some sort of bump on the ramp, man. That was a good use of the ramp. But then we wanted to see some form of actual offense on the ramp also. And what did we get? We got KO running up the side of the ramp and hitting a senton on all three of these guys. That was excellent. I'm talking, this is what we've been looking for. That, I, that shit was so cool. I, I Yo, I sent one up for Jeff Hardy. You know what I mean? Like, yo, come home, man. I hope you're doing well, brother Nero. But with that... uh. Samoa Joe hit a sin time through the table. Good stuff. Good effing stuff. This is this is what we want. These guys are top baby faces on the product right now. I'm going to say they Drew McIntyre is working his way up there as far I want to say he's the top mid-card baby face. I'm not really trying to put too much order on this. I'm just saying that these guys have elevated themselves off of last night and I mean, it's good math because, you know, what you do to one side, you got to do to the next. How are we going to elevate the guys that don't have as much momentum on their side throughout this fist fight in Rollins and the AOP? Pause. Because while these guys are getting their ass kicked, we got Buddy Murphy still sitting outside. Seth in the midst of getting his ass kicked. Help us, Buddy. (laughs) And what do we get? We got Buddy Murphy helping him out. Whoa, hold on. We seen the rest of the show. I am shocked. H gather the troops. Now I'm one that has been pulling for some good stables or factions in WWE for a while now. I'm talking since I came back around two, 2015, I've been waiting. For a good faction. I was actually kind of hoping. And pulling for the League of Nations. When they were a thing. I wasn't a huge fan of. Maybe one out of four of them. But three out of four of them was great. Even the social outcasts. I said hey. Maybe these guys. Could be like an underdog story. No that died. We clearly see that. Buried goodbye. And now. But then you got. Guys like Imperium Then you got guys like Shit I'll throw it back for you You got guys like the radicals That you know You feel that type of camaraderie You know when you look at Imperium And you know you know we had to Just we can't talk This faction shit at this point Don't pardon my PG If we're not talking about the undisputed era That's just facts So H rally the troops Next year, Survivor Series is coming. And maybe, just maybe, unless by some wild act of VKM himself, this little stable blows up in Seth's face, which would technically suck. Seth Rollins, ALP, Buddy Murphy being a thing? Gold. That's money. I don't know how. I don't know what, but I'm thinking that that could be a real thing. I would like to see what WWE brings to the table with these four gentlemen together as a cohesive unit. We've seen that they're capable of doing this. I'm talking from a booking standpoint. Let's make this shit happen. Like we I've been pulling for a stable for a long, long time. I would like to see WWE really have these these. I don't want to say feared, you know, members of the the you know, what is it? the the roster, but it just I think adds to a much more rich storyline. Whether it be the numbers advantage or it, it just be look, we got this these two guys that are good at this. We got this guy that's great at all of that and then <laughs> We've got the architect masterminding it all from behind the scenes. But we'll still get in there, get his glove off, and get his hands dirty. I'm saying this, this could be a thing. Like, 2020 is Roman's year, and I'm closing here. Dean ain't with us no more. We see what's going on over there. Or at least we hear, you know. Dean wants to be his own rogue captain. Okay. Shouts to John. That's cool. He could have been on a squad over there. Chose against him. All right. Now, Seth, being pretty much one of the unspoken leaders of the S.H.I.E.L.D., gotta call it, actually has a great storyline now with not a new shield, but a new crop of talent to work with. Yeah, you may have came up with your squad and y'all know each other real well, but now here goes, and I'm not going to say some actual talent, I'm going to say some fresh talent that will enhance everyone attached that will make everyone better at the end of the day make it for more storylines awesome happenings more surprises and twists and turns and ups and downs and i mean they might be able to depict uh the 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 things that people long for like an actual squad I don't know like a team, friendship, stuff like that like I'm talking about people watching in the universe, you know, the, the fans, the critics. This could change the conversation just a little bit and maybe could I don't want it does I don't think it matters if people are so critical because as long as they're talking about it, but I would like to hear people speak a little more positively. You know, oh, I feel your pain. What does that even mean, Seth? How could you feel Buddy's pain? You've been a champion. Well, maybe Buddy hasn't necessarily had the crowd turn on him. But at the same time, I mean, you know, he kept losing. Seth has been in a space where he kept losing and had to fight his way back. Now he's trying to offer a helping hand to somebody that's definitely on the up and up. Everybody attached to that segment looked good last night. That was a great way to close out the show. Monday Night Raw was, in my opinion, much better than I went in expecting. And I don't expect much from the show. I'm looking for a lot of different things. And I mean, all of it last night was exactly the way it was supposed to be. I mean, we can only expand on it. The only way is up at this point. As we head into the Rumble, I would think that... The Go Home Show now would be a little bit more valued because of the character development. And we're just gonna see how it goes. People have been complaining like that. Talk about streaks on the evening. People have been complaining about the Go Home Shows for these uh, major events. Royal Rumble being one of the big four, I'm gonna put a little bit of good faith on the Go Home Show for next week. Now this could just end up being me being the only optimist going in as I listen to a bunch of other entitled critics share how much they hate it and the streak could continue but I think the WWE is going to come with some good 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 shit in the next couple of days part of my PG so that was Raw I will catch you guys next time so to everybody brings your podcast each and every week and um, be responsible with your power folks I've been here long enough peace